podcast podcast about music health wellness and activism that will help you to find balance between life as a musician and self-care through health and wellness i'm your host jazzy piggott a tuba player composer certified personal trainer writer educator and podcaster based in baltimore maryland in these few episodes i will be discussing habits in part one i covered what exactly they are why they're important seven categories for habits people try to change and knowing yourself better through the four tendencies framework and other characterizations to allow you to choose the best habit change strategies for you. In part two, I discuss several habit change strategies that will be sure to make you successful in whatever resolutions you may have, monitoring, scheduling, accountability, first steps, the clean slate, and the lightning bolt. And last week's episode in part three, I discussed several more habit change strategies involving minimizing effort to follow habits and relating to other people. And finally, in this episode, the fourth and final part to this series, I will discuss spotting habit loopholes in your thinking. This episode series is based on knowledge I gained from Gretchen Rubin's book, Better Than Before. It was the first book I read of 2021. It's about habit change and was transformative in the way I think about things. So if you can, I strongly encourage you to read it. Just to recap, habits are routines or behaviors repeated regularly and often subconsciously. There are numerous ways to effectively change habits, like all the others discussed in parts 2 and 3. But this episode is dedicated to one of the most valuable habit change strategies, loophole spotting. When starting or thinking of starting and continuing a new habit, or breaking a bad one, we may find ourselves creating loopholes to justify not changing them. So, learn how to recognize these loopholes and actively work to counter them in order to make habits easier to follow. So, here are the 10 loopholes that you will probably give. Loophole 1. The Moral Licensing Loophole This loophole is giving ourselves permission to do something bad and or counter to the habit because we've been good or adhering to the habit. An example of this is, I ran today, so I deserve to indulge in a cookie, or I practiced every day last month, so I deserve a week off. This loophole often undermines and reverses your progress. If you want to treat yourself, that's fine, but make it a treat deliberately, not a reward, and as a one-time thing. The next loophole is the tomorrow loophole. This is saying what I do now doesn't matter because I plan to do better at a later time. An example of this is, I'll eat whatever I want in December because with the new year I'll start my diet. Or, I'll sit and watch TV today because tomorrow I'm starting a new workout plan. Or, I'll really buckle down and practice several more hours tomorrow so I don't need to do anything now. Often tomorrow never comes and you may ruin potential for your progress in an area by overdoing something. People who say they're starting a diet often overeat and overindulge prior to the diet, leading to potential new weight gain. So remember, the best time to start is now. If you really are starting a new habit soon, that doesn't mean you should do everything counter to the habit to get it out of your system. Continue as normal or start with small steps towards the goal. 
Loophole three is the false choice loophole. This is one of the most common loopholes for busy people. This entails putting two activities against one another as if you have to choose one or the other when neither of them are actually in conflict. Examples of this are, I don't have time to exercise, I need to practice. Or, I can't eat healthy right now, I have a paper to write. Or, I'll get the house clean once work calms down. Or, I need to enjoy life, so I can't save money or restrict myself from things. These are excuses. The two activities you put against each other can almost always happen with proper planning, scheduling, and if you actually valued the activity, clarity. When you fall into this loophole, take a moment to think whether you can actually do the thing and whether you're making excuses or if there's truly a conflict. This often happens with red herring habits. Those habits, as I mentioned in the last episode, that you say you're going to do but never actually put a plan in place to do. The next loophole is the lack of control loophole. People tend to think they can control the things they have no control over. For example, worrying about a plane crash so the plane is less likely to crash, or in my case, worrying about an audition because you think that for some reason that's going to change the results of the audition. But they think that they have no control over things that they have complete control over. We usually have more control over things than we think, but we are choosing to be out of control. So examples of this lack of control loophole are, I had to eat that cupcake. My coworker offered it to me. Or, I couldn't follow my diet. I was on vacation. With everything else going on, there's no way I can stay consistent with practicing. It's raining. There's no way for me to exercise. You have control over all your actions. If you choose to do or not to do something, that is a choice you made. No one is making you do anything. Take ownership for your actions instead of making excuses. You are literally an adult at this point. Hopefully. I don't think non-adults are listening to this podcast. But yes, you're an adult, so it's time for you to own up to what you're doing. I know for me, I'm like, oh, man, I just, I couldn't not eat the cereal because I just had to. I have to own the fact that I did eat that cereal. I did make that conscious choice to keep going and getting more. Yes, things are engineered, so you eat more of processed foods, but I still had to get the processed food. That was still my decision. The thing I like about the Whole30 is it has this really strong, tough love approach to weight loss and whatever. So it's just saying, unless you physically fall and trip into a pizza, no one is making you slip on the diet. It's not a diet. No one's making you slip on the nutrition, the lifestyle plan, whatever it is. So if you are making a choice to indulge in something you shouldn't be doing, That is a conscious choice you're making. Nobody else is making you do that, so stop trying to put the blame on someone else or some sort of circumstance. You have control over everything. Loophole five, the arranging to fail loophole. 
This loophole is literally planning to fail, often by doing things we know will get us to miss a habit or fall for a bad one. Examples of this are, oh, I'll just buy a cake for when guests could come over, yeah. Or, I'll just go on Facebook for a few minutes before I start working. Or, I went to my favorite burger spot to buy a salad, but I ended up with a burger because they smelled so good. I'll go into an all-you-can-eat buffet, but I will get only one plate. I'll do my homework in my bed because it's comfortable, then falls asleep. Sometimes we honestly just put ourselves in positions to fail because we secretly want the excuse for the failure. Do not do this. Stay away from the temptations and do not lie to yourself about why you're doing something. This goes back to the last point about how you do have control over it. So realize that you're making a dumb decision to maybe go to an all-you-can-eat buffet when you know you can't control yourself around buffets. You're not just going to get one plate. Acknowledge that and just figure out a way to just prevent it from happening in the first place. Do not arrange yourself to fail. Loophole six. Though this doesn't count loophole. So this is justifying an action by saying it doesn't count. Examples of this are, I'm going on vacation, or it's the holiday season. I'm going to go on a run later so I can eat this. It's the weekend. I am very stressed out right now, and I can't be expected to maintain my healthy habits. Oh, this is just a one-time thing. Remember, everything counts, whether you want it to or not. If you plan an exception, that is one thing, but writing it off in the moment as something that doesn't count is a totally different thing. I mentioned that in last episode when I was talking about safeguards as a strategy for habit change. You can have a planned exception, but doing things in the moment are not, that's not a planned exception. That's not an excuse to do something. And I know I fell, I did this a lot with calorie counting where, oh, it's just one piece of chocolate. That doesn't matter. And then it becomes like three pieces of chocolate. And then I stopped counting the chocolate. So like I had like a whole bar or something. And then I just didn't put it in the calorie app because, hey, you know, If I uh, don't log it, it never happened, right? Even though your body literally uses the calories you give to it. So yeah, everything counts. And as hard as that is to believe, everything has consequences, whether immediate or in the long term. I like that phrase, you can eat that slice of pizza or you can put it in the waste because it's either going on your waste or it's going in the waste. So decide what you want to do. The next loophole is the questionable assumption loophole. This is making assumptions to skip good habits or perform a bad habit that might sound reasonable, but they truly aren't when you think about it. Examples of this are, I have to go somewhere in two hours, so I can't start anything now. I just showered, so it really doesn't make sense for me to work out now. Unless I can get a full hour workout in, it's really not worth working out at all. 
I already bought the cookies, so I can't waste my money by not eating them. I haven't practiced all week, so practicing now won't make a difference. I've been running regularly, so skipping this workout won't kill my running habit. I've been portioning my, out my food accurately every day, so I can just eyeball things now. These are all false reasons to justify your poor choices. When you find yourself making a questionable assumption, question the assumption. Does it truly make sense? Oftentimes, this loophole comes in the form of overconfidence with a good habit. You might think something is so ingrained that you won't slip up, but that is not true. Bad habits you had for years will resurface if you give them room to. I know that if I don't actively make myself track my food in any way, I will end up overeating and forgetting how much I truly ate. Now, for those of you who, I don't know, if you're losing weight or something and you're concerned about calorie counting, because I do talk about it a lot on this podcast, there's another app that I use called 8, which uses photos instead of tracking calories. And I use that some days just so I can see what I'm physically eating. So I can go back and say, wow, I did like have four slices of pizza because I took pictures of four slices of pizza. <laughs> so just having that level of awareness that you are tracking your food in some sort of way if calories are triggering. Loophole eight, the concern for others loophole. This is telling ourselves that our actions are done with keeping others in mind by being generous or unselfish or by trying to fit in. Examples of this are, if I go to a party, it would be rude to not have a slice of cake. My grandmother would be so offended if I didn't get seconds of her food. My friend is visiting this week. It would make me seem so inconsiderate if I took time out for a run. I can't practice in the practice room when my studio mate is next door. I might throw them off with my sound. So these might sound like sound reasons to skip habits because, oh, you're thinking about others. But that's not true, because this can actually really backfire and can create a sense of resentment towards other people because you feel like they're the reason you're partaking in a bad habit. In reality, you can only control your own actions, and these things affect people less than you think. This is a cognitive distortion called mind reading, in which you think you know what others are thinking. There is no way to know what others are thinking unless they tell you what they're thinking. And even then, they could be telling a lie. Just be responsible for yourself. Don't think about other people. Other people probably don't care about you as much as you think they care about you, or as much as you care about yourself. Don't frame things as some sort of concern for other people because it's really not a concern for another person. It's just you trying to make excuses. Loophole number nine. The fake self-actualization loophole. So this is framing an action or a behavior in a way that makes it so it's necessary for some way to embrace life or accept yourself. The most common examples of this are YOLO, or you only live once for those people who don't know what YOLO means. And then there's FOMO, which is fear of missing out. Other more specific examples can be, 
Oh, it's too nice of a day to be stuck inside practicing. Or, it's my cousin's birthday, so I need to celebrate with them. Or if I don't get this pumpkin spice latte now, I don't know when I'll get it again. For the last one, oftentimes fast food places and restaurants or whatever, they do monopolize on those seasonal things because they make you feel like you're never going to get it again. Even though you know you're going to get it next October, it's not going anywhere. It's just going to come back. So they make you feel like you're missing out. I know I definitely brought too many sugar cookie almond milk lattes from Starbucks this this uh, winter because I just really like them. And I was like, oh, no, I won't get them in like a month because they're gone now. I know they're gone now and I won't have one until like next October. But yeah, so don't fall for the trap of thinking you're missing out on things because nothing's actually limited. You're going to see it again if people actually like it. That's how marketing works. So yeah, don't don't fall for those people. Anyways, so getting back to uh, this loophole. Remember, indulging in some bad habits may make you feel better in the moment, but worse later on with shame and guilt. Giving up some things in the present can make us happier in the future. Please don't fall for instant gratification. I know when I have a cookie, I feel so great eating that cookie. It's like, oh my gosh, wow, the sugar's hitting my tongue. I love it. And then later I feel terrible because I'm like, oh no, I ate a cookie. I broke my diet again. I'm going to gain all this weight back. And I feel like pushing off just having the cookie in the first place so I don't feel negative later in the day is probably a better, a better idea. And then the same thing with practicing. If you push off practicing for some reason and then you later get back into practicing, or sorry, you push off practicing and then you later feel guilty about pushing off practicing because you didn't do it. Well, you probably felt great in the moment because you got to watch your show or go on that walk that you didn't need to take. But now you're going to feel like you wasted time because you have a recital in a week um, and you haven't spent time on the music like somebody here. So just be aware of these things. So remember, you're focusing on your future self. You're not focusing on your immediate self. Instant gratification is not worth it. And the tenth and final loophole is called the one coin loophole. So the parable or story is for this loophole is that if 10 coins doesn't make a man rich, then what if you add another coin or another coin? Finally, you will have to say that no one can be rich unless one coin can make them so. While one coin isn't enough to make a person rich, a person can only become rich by adding one coin after another. This goes back to the point that I made in previous episodes in this episode. What we do every day matters more than what we have done once in a while. But when once in a while becomes every day, that's when we have a problem. Any instance of an action technically doesn't matter, but the habit it creates does. Focusing on the one instance of an action can soothe our conscience of thinking of a bigger picture. 
if you focus on how you skip going to the movies with your family one day, it doesn't make you think that you don't value family time even though you've skipped on them several instances before. Some examples of this. I haven't worked out in so long. There's no purpose of working out today. I have a month to get things done, so why work on it today? What's one cookie? I know I keep messing up that run, but stopping my practice to spend time on it now won't change anything. So to combat this loophole, remember the big picture. Yes, one time technically won't ruin things, but many one times will. By practicing a habit, you're adding to the coin pile by promoting the good habit and completing the good action. To form a good habit or stray from a negative one, any repetition matters. Let me repeat that again. Any repetition matters. Yes, what you do every day matters more than what you do once in a while. But again, if one day becomes every day and you create a new habit, that's a new habit and that matters. So avoid creating new bad habits or skipping out on old habits. One way to do this is if you skip a habit for some reason, find a way to keep it symbolically. So maybe walk instead of a run on one day or practice for 10 minutes instead of an hour. Continue to actively track your food even though you're indulging. So this keeps adding coins to the pile even though you might be missing the habit in the first place. So these were the 10 habit loopholes to make yourself aware of. They are the moral licensing loophole, the tomorrow loophole, the false choice loophole, the lack of control loophole, arranging to fail loophole, this doesn't count loophole, questionable assumption loophole, concern for others loophole, the fake self-actualization loophole, and the one-coin loophole. Whenever you catch yourself making a loophole, call yourself on it. Or, if you need assistance in recognizing it, talk it out with an honest friend or family member. I had to skip a run the other day because I was afraid of slipping on ice and getting injured before a trip, but I still planned on rebounding and walking. So I talked it through with my mom, who reassured me that it wasn't a loophole because I was still making an effort to get my exercise in for the day. And if I didn't make the effort to replace the activity with something else, however, that would have definitely been a loophole I was creating. So your homework this week is to think of five good habits that you have been making loopholes against and five bad habits that you have been making loopholes for. Write out the loophole why it's a loophole, and what you should be saying instead to make it go away. Remember, the loopholes are loopholes, and they are not actual reasons to not create a habit. So this episode was shorter than normal, um, but that that's okay. I think it's because if I had put this episode in with the last episode, that would have been way too long, but then I know this one's a little bit too short, but, you know, things things are fine. So, yes, that concludes the loophole episode. And I hope you learned something about loopholes So and habit change. I mean, the whole series on habit change is over. So, yes, it's the new year now. 
it might be the end of January because you're seeing this late, but take advantage of all these habit change strategies I gave to you and the loophole spotting and figure out what you can do because you can make a change in your life if you really want to make that change. You're the only person who could put in the effort to do that. So it's time to stop making excuses for yourself if you have been making excuses and loopholes. And it's time to start taking the action that you need to take. If you want to be healthier, stop saying you want to be healthier and just be healthier. If you want to practice more, stop saying you want to practice more and just practice more. Get out of that should thinking and just focus on making sure that everything you want to be doing is happening in your life. People don't sit there on their deathbed regretting that they did too many things. They regret that they didn't do enough. So find out what that next new habit is that's going to make you feel more fulfilled by the end of your life. So please, please, please email me if you have any questions or you want more advice on habit change or need to talk through some loopholes with me at piggotjasmine at gmail.com or you can send me a message through social media. I will respond to you. But yes, take the time to change your habits and become a better person. Become better than you were before. And yeah, huge thank you to Gretchen Rubin for writing this fantastic book that inspired these four episodes. Uh, If you didn't go out to seek reading it, and I really encourage you to go out and read it because it's it's a great book. I know I basically summarized the whole thing, but it there's still a lot to learn from what she has said. All right. So with that, I'm going to move on to Roses, Buds, and Thorns. Roses, Buds, and Thorns is a segment I do to cultivate a level of authenticity and gratitude because, hey, when things are going well, not everything is going great. And when things are not going too great, not everything is actually going horribly. So a rose is something good that happened, a bud is something you're looking forward to, and a thorn is something bad that happened. So my thorn, I feel like this is my thorn more weeks than it is not my thorn, but uh, my sleep habits have been off again, again. I know this is like the third time this has happened in the last few weeks, but they've been really off. I think it's because last week I was traveling for an audition and I was waking up at like 3.30 in the morning and then 5.30 in the morning and then I was in a different time zone. So that definitely added some sort of stress to my sleep schedule. But right now, instead of waking up at 6.30 like I usually do, I've been consistently waking up at least at 8.30, if not 9.30 or 10.30. So that's been really frustrating to deal with, especially since I'm going to bed at the same time I've been going to bed the whole time. So, you know, maybe I am just that exhausted and I do need to let my body rest that much. I can accept that, but I still still feel bad because I'm losing most of the day by sleeping and the morning hours are very, very useful when you use them properly. So yes, that's my thorn this week. My sleep schedule's off. I'm going to get it together for next week. Hopefully, That will be something you'll see in the future. Uh, A happy Jazzy who's not sleep deprived and actually gets to sleep on time and wakes up at the right time. So yeah, that's my thorn. 
my rose is that my teaching jobs are all starting up right now because I'm working with Baltimore Orchids as a substitute teacher and I'm working with Peabody Prep as their adjunct tuba faculty and I'm the visiting lecturer of tuba euphonium at Ohio University this semester. So they're all starting up because school's starting soon and this is my first week with the students. So I'm just very, very happy to finally get to start teaching again because I've been waiting for a really long time. I know I've been like, yes, I have all these opportunities for the last like two months, but they haven't actually started yet until this week. So yes, my rose is that these things are all starting. And then my bud is that this weekend or by the time you listen to this, this past weekend, my college friends are coming up and my partner is coming up to meet my college friends. So I'm very excited because everyone's coming up for the revolution recording. Um, one of my friends, Kayla, she's a photographer. And then my friend Christian's a horn player. And then my partner is just there for moral support and to meet my friends, Kayla and Christian. So I'm just looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to having them meet. I'm looking forward to getting this project over with. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing everybody again because it'll be fun. I mean, I have to fit four people in my little two-bedroom apartment. Um, some people are going to be on the couch with the chinchillas. The chinchillas, like, they, they run on their wheel all night long. It's very loud because I can't put on WD-40 because they'll start eating it, and then I'll have, like, dead chinchillas, which I don't need. So it's going to be really loud for whoever's sleeping on the couch, but, you know, they'll, they'll be okay. It's just two nights. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, and everything is great. So, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts when you have the chance. Please let your friends and your family know about this podcast if you can. Um, next week, I will have Vicky Garcia on from Serif Brass. She's the trombone player, and she's also a substitute in the Boston Pops. And then the following week, I will have Ashley Hall, who is a professor and a life coach. So I hope you're looking forward to those episodes as much as I am. Anyways, so have a great week, and I'll see you next Thursday. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Harmony and Healing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Harmony and Healing Podcast. And you can find me personally at The Jazzy Tubist on both Facebook and Instagram. And at my website, jasminepiggit.com. I'll see you next Thursday.